And so I want to draw your attention this evening in the Word of God to our text, which is Hosea chapter 13, and our text is the verse 14. The verse 14, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. It is especially the words in the midst of the text, O death, I will be thy plagues. I want to consider with you tonight the Lord Jesus, the plague of death. The Lord Jesus Christ, the plague of death. O death, I will be thy plagues. That is our text. In this verse, the Lord is actually doing two things. First of all, he is speaking about his people in relation to death. And he speaks two prophetic and poetic things about Christians and their relationship to death. And they both amount to the same thing, really. He, first of all, will ransom them. I will ransom them from the power of the grave, and I will redeem them from death. So it's more or less saying the same thing in different ways and in a poetic kind of fashion. And death is powerful. Death takes the dead and holds the dead, but not for Christians, because the Lord Jesus says he will ransom them from the power of the grave. He'll redeem them from death. So he will be the defeat of the grave and of the death. And this is the Lord Jesus, because he is the Redeemer, and he's the one that we know paid the ransom. You remember how he said, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So he speaks about saints in relation to death. But then in, in the poetic fashion, he also speaks directly to death and the grave. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. And so death and the grave are not only spoken about, they're spoken to. And they're kind of personified as living beings. And Jesus Christ is addressing them, addressing death and addressing the grave itself. And he tells them that he will be their death and he will be their destruction and he will bury the grave. That's what he tells them. And it's this first expression where he addresses death directly that I want to speak about tonight and not the rest of the expressions. Just that one, O death. He's speaking to death personified and he's saying, O death, I'll be your plagues. So Jesus Christ, the plagues of death. What does the Lord mean then? when he says it. And I want to answer that question by doing two things. I want to ask, first of all, why the Lord chose that word plague when he says to death, I'll be your plagues. Why did the Lord choose that word in particular? And then secondly, I want to look, and this will be the the bigger part of the, the division, 
How did the Lord plague death? And how shall he yet plague death? Because it says he's the plagues, plural, of death. So then, first of all, why did the Lord Jesus choose this word? Our Redeemer, the one who paid the ransom for us in his blood and who is speaking these words most definitely in the spirit of prophecy. Why did he choose this word, plagues, to frighten death? Well, there are probably many reasons, but there are certainly two at least, and I want to dwell upon them for a few moments tonight. The first reason, obviously, is because this is what death has been to the human race. Plague. Terrible scourge. The most fearful pestilence ever. Death is a great plague itself. It's the most terrible and the most awful pestilence that assaults every human being. There is no medicine against it. There is no antibiotic. There is no vaccine that can combat death. It takes all away in its pestilence. It's a terrible plague. You know, we're not so much used to plagues. The last hundred years or so, we've fairly well escaped them. It's not, that doesn't say that they'll never come again. I don't think that will be the case. There are plagues yet, perhaps, to come upon the earth. But when a plague comes, it's a most fearful thing. It was the most fearful thing in Europe for hundreds of years and for many centuries. And the, the world has seen some terrible plagues. And there were centuries whenever people dreaded them. And just the very thought that a plague had entered into a town and one or two people had died, just the very thought of that, it just sent terror into the whole community because they knew what it meant. It would spread, it would multiply, it would be a pestilence that would just reduce the population to a very small handful and people usually had to flee and the approach of a plague. And there have been terrible plagues, as I say, the Black Death, the Bubonic Plague, and these ravaging desolations were always accompanied with death. And the mere mention of the word plague just sent fear and terror in the communities. And that's why the Lord uses this word about death. Death is like that, a ravaging desolation sending terror into the hearts of men, taking men to the grave with fear and with terror. And so the Lord is telling death, he's going to turn the tables around. And he's going to frighten death to death. And he is going to be like the word plague to a community. He's going to be like that to death itself. Send terror to the grave. And send terror to death itself. When Jesus Christ comes, he'll be a terror to death. And so that's, that's what he, why he uses this word. Death, death is going to feel. Remember, it's been personified. And death is going to feel and experience what it has made men feel and experience. And that's why he uses and chooses this word plague. In other words, Christ is going to be the death of death. It's as if he says, death, I'll be your death now. 
and you're going to feel what it's like. So that's why he uses this image. It's very striking, isn't it? But then I think there's another reason why he uses it, and especially the word plagues in the plural, because it's bringing to mind Egypt. In fact, Egypt was mentioned in this chapter. We read it, and Egypt was actually mentioned. And this is bring, this verse brings to mind the redemption out of Egypt. I mean, a Hebrew, a Jew couldn't read this verse about redemption and about um, ransom and about plagues without thinking of Egypt and without thinking of the ten plagues that came upon Egypt, filled Egypt with fear. So I think that's another reason why the Lord uses this word as he is dealing with his people. He's going to be the ten plagues to death, just as he was through the plagues to Egypt at the time of Moses. So, And whenever he sent the plagues to Egypt, it, it destroyed Egypt, it, it brought Egypt to its knees, and through it, he redeemed his people. He ransomed them, and he brought them out. And the Lord is saying the same thing. Egypt is kind of like death. Our death's kind of like Egypt. And the Lord is saying, you'll be like Egypt to me. I'll be your plagues. I'll deal with you the way I dealt with Egypt. I'll completely defeat you and completely destroy you, and I'll bring my people out with a mighty hand, out of your, out of your midst, out of your power. So the plagues and pestilences and the smiting of Egypt was total, it was final, it was fearful, it was effectual. He spurred not their soul from death, the Bible says. He gave their life over to pestilence, and he smote all the firstborn, the chief of their strength, and he made his people to go out like sheep. He redeemed them out of the land of Ham. That's what he did. And now he's saying to death, I'll do the same thing to you. So you see why he uses this word plagues and not another word. I mean, he could have said, I'll be your sword, I'll be your death. But no, no, it has to be plagues in the plural. Just like the plagues of Egypt. So proud Egypt was brought low. The land which mummified the dead was made powerless when God struck it. Its life source, Nile, was cut off. And he ransomed his people. And the grave thinks it has as, as a people of God. It thinks that. But Jesus Christ says, I'll plague you and I'll bring my people out. And so that's why he uses the word plagues. Secondly then, having seen why the Lord uses this word, let us secondly consider how our Lord Jesus was not just a plague, but how our Lord Jesus was many plagues to death, because it says, I will be thy plagues. So he plagued, he plagued death to death. How? And that's what we want to consider tonight. And he did that from the day he was born, and he did that to the day he died, 
And he's still doing that today, and he will yet do that in days to come. Every day, from he was born and laid in a manger, Jesus Christ has plagued death. From the birth to the tomb, he plagued it. So let's consider and meditate upon this theme then tonight. He was a pestilence to death, first of all, a plague to death in his life. He was a plague to death in his (coughs) sovereign determination when, where, and how he himself would die. You know, many times death sought to take Jesus, but it never could. This is a fascinating aspect of the life of Jesus Christ. Death couldn't take Jesus. Death doesn't take Jesus away, it takes us. Jesus said, I lay down my life. No man, no one, nothing takes it from me. I lay it down. And death was to discover that, that it could not take Christ's life. He couldn't take Christ's life the way he took other men's lives. Christ entered death by a voluntary sacrifice. No man ever died like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had always the power to escape death. He had always the power to avoid death. Always. It was always in his sovereign determination he would die when he pleased, how he pleased, and where he pleased. That has never been true of any human being or any man. But that is always true of Jesus Christ. He was death's sovereign. And death felt that. And it was a plague to death. Because death knew here was someone who was different in the human race. Here's a virus that I've never met before. Here's a virus that I've never had to deal with before. Jesus Christ is a virus to me. That's what death felt. And so death could not take him the way he did other men. Jesus Christ was death's sovereign. At Bethlehem, death could not seize him. Even though Herod, death's friend, took all the little boys and put them to death, he couldn't put Jesus to death. And whenever he was in Nazareth, a man had them had him in their hands, and they were bringing to the, him to the brow of the hill to cast him down, and then they threw stones on top of him. They, they couldn't do it because he escaped out of their hands. And on the many occasions in the temple, when they took up stones to stone him, he escaped through them. They couldn't do it. And no man could lay hands on him. Many a time they sent the officers to take him. And the officers had to say, we can't lay hands on that man. Never man speck like that man. Even even that death's terrible storm on the Sea of Galilee, though death filled the boat, filled the boat with water, so that it should ordinarily sink, it didn't sink. And Jesus Christ didn't drown, because he can't drown. His power and his will will not allow him to try. No. When it was Christ's time, it wasn't yet his time, the Bible says. His hour had not yet come. 
The clock had not yet struck that Christ should be crucified for our sins until the day he set his face as a flint to go to Jerusalem and he gave himself into their hands voluntarily and fully and completely as one sovereign in the sacrifice of himself. So death couldn't take him until it had to take him and it wasn't death's sovereign choice It was Christ's. So he plagued death by that way all his life. And death felt, here's a verse that is sovereign. And it's going to infect me. But not only was he a plague to death throughout his life, he was a plague to death also in all his light and teaching that he brought in regard to death. His word plagued death. Even our text is a plague to death. This must make the grave tremble. If you think about it as being a person, as being personified, death, I'll be your plagues. Nobody ever spoke like that to death. It has authority and power. And Jesus Christ, when he came... He brought, he brought light over death. He brought his word to death in a way that had never been done before. before. Death likes darkness. Death likes the mystery. And the veil put over it so that nobody knows what's beyond death. Death loves that. Because it strikes fear in men. Fear of dying. And not so much fear of dying, but fear of what's beyond death. Death loves striking that fear and terror in men. But Jesus came with the light of his word and he took away that veil and he took away that covering that death used to put fear in men and he brought the light and comfort of the gospel to the very grave. And he was a plague and a pestilence to death and that word terrified death. You see, death is the dark king of terrors. But Jesus brought light to it and it didn't like it one bit. And so, whenever Jesus Christ came into the world, there came a light over death that there had never come before. Now, it's true that Israel did have the Old Testament Scriptures, and that cast some light over death and beyond death to Israel, but it was kind of limited to Israel. And it wasn't the full light, it was just the dawning of the light. But when Jesus Christ came, it was a full light. It was the dawning of the day, and that light went throughout all the world, among all the Gentiles, a light had been cast over the grave by Jesus Christ, by his word, by his gospel, by his teaching. He, as the son of righteousness, arose and he shone over the tombs of all his people. And so he brought light to death and removed its veil, light onto the grave and light beyond the grave so that we know now what death is. And we know now what's beyond death. Death can't hide it anymore. We know. We know what's beyond the veil because Jesus Christ has shown us. He's shown light on it. We're not afraid anymore. We know it's present with the Lord forevermore. There's no mystery, no darkness. It has no terror anymore to the people of God who believe in Jesus Christ. It's been plagued 
by the light of his word. He is the one who has brought life and immortality to light by the gospel. And the grave didn't like that. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And the grave and death didn't like that. That was a virus. That was a powerful word. And it was going to spread through all the earth. And it would lead to death's destruction. You'll never die if you believe in Jesus Christ. Death was not the same to you. And so his word is a pestilence. He told us about the rich man and Lazarus. What's beyond the grave? He said that he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And the grave trembled. And death felt that rattle. That dying men have in their throats. The grave had death's rattle in its throat when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And so his life and his light and his word plagued death. But the, the Lord Jesus was also a plague to death in the miracles that he wrought, the mighty miracles that he wrought, death knew, here is someone I have not had to deal with before. Here is someone who threatens my domain. Here is someone who threatens my kingdom. And so in those miracles, not only did men see things, but in those miracles, death saw the scourge that was coming. Death saw it just like a pestilence. You see, whenever one or two wee things happen, oh, he's dropped dead. Oh, that's happened. The lumps are appearing on her throat. And the whole community knows it's the end of the community. The plague has come. And Jesus Christ touched this man and that man and the other man. And you see the community of death, it knew a pestilence had come that would destroy it. It knew it. That's what Christ's miracles were. Death felt it. I'll just give you some, some examples. Because he, 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 he took, the Lord Jesus took people out of the grip of death. The Lord Jesus seemed to endlessly pull victims out of his grip, out of his grasp. Lepers, death had gripped lepers, and death thought it had lepers. And death thought it had those who had fever. And it had it in its grip. But Jesus came and pulled them out of his grip. And set lepers free. And set people who had fevers free. And delivered them and restored them to health with a word. And death had never seen the leg of it before. Here was someone who came and plucked, plucked victims out of his grip. Death knew this was different. Death saw a new thing in the earth. Death was seeing our tax being fulfilled. This is him. This is him who's come to plague me. 
But what about those resurrections? Oh, the verse got into the grave itself. Those glorious resurrections of Jesus, because he didn't only pull the living out of the grip of death, but he pulled the, the dead, not just the dying, but he pulled the dead from death's grip. He, took, he even took them back. And death thought it had them, and he took them back. You remember the damsel, the little damsel who died? She just died. Death thought he had her. But Jesus came and said, little damsel, I, I who am death's plague, I said, you arise, arise. And death saw the pestilence commencing. And it trembled. And it got what it never had before, fear. Fear of plague. And then you remember the, the man who died and he was on the way to the grave. You remember the young man, and the widow's son, the widow of Nain's son, and he's on, death thought it had him. He's in the coffin, he's on the bier. He's on his way to the tomb. The grave is opening up its door and reaching out his arms just to receive him. It thinks it has him. But Jesus stops the bier and he says, young man, Death thinks it has you. And the grave is opening up its arms to take you. But I, death's plague, say to you, arise. Arise. And he arose and he sat up and he began to speak. And the Lord Jesus delivered him over, not to graves, grip and embrace, but to his mother's embrace and grip. And she gripped him harder than ever the grave could grip him because of Jesus Christ. He's a plague of death. He's the one you need to believe in and trust in. He's your saviour and you needn't fear death. It's death that's afraid. And what shall we say of Lazarus? Four days dead. By this time he stinketh on the grave the grave is just lying down asleep with a big, fat, full stomach, satisfied. Ah, he's got Lazarus. But the plague came. And the grave was sick. And it vomited Lazarus up. Just like the great fish vomited Jonah up. The pestilence had hit the grave. Grave, death, I'm your plague. And the grave felt it that day. And the Lord, the Lord Jesus, in the very place of death's sovereignty, the cemetery, Lazarus came forth at the command of him who said, O death, O death, I am thy plagues. And so the plague walked into Bethany's cemetery that day. And it's never been the same since. You can see then, by his life, by his word, and by his miracles, he has plagued death. And the grave knows that this verse has been fulfilled. And not only has it been fulfilled, the grave knows that the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to change his mind. You know, so suddenly some plagues can stop. 
God can intervene and stop them, and they can be stopped and reversed suddenly in answer to prayer. But you see about the plaguing of death. What does the verse say about the plaguing of death? What does it say there in the text? Repentance shall be hid from mine eyes. I'll not change my mind about this. I'll not repent about this. Whenever I send the plagues into death, I won't stop the business. The repentance will be hid from mine eyes. I'll carry it out to the very end, to the absolute desolation of death. Repentance hid from my eyes. And you see, when Lazarus come forth that day, death knew that. There's no turning back now. Jesus Christ will carry this to the end. He'll not turn. He'll not repent. And this plague won't cease. And so he, by his life, by his light, by his miracles, but also the Lord Jesus was a plague to death in his own death and in his own glorious resurrection. Ultimately, the Lord Jesus destroyed death by subjecting himself to it. He entered into its domains. You know, our Lord Jesus had to die to destroy death. You know, to, get a, to die of a plague, you have to get it into your body. It has to enter into your frame, into your domain. And for the Lord Jesus to destroy death, he had to enter into death, right into its very heart. Just like Jonah entered into the whale's the belly of the whale. The whale didn't know what it swallowed that day. And death didn't know what it swallowed when Jesus Christ died. And the grave didn't know what it took in when it took in Jesus Christ. Took in a plague. The plague of death. And so he must enter into that domain and into that region, into the very citadel of him who is the king of terrors. And he did that. He did it willingly. He did it voluntarily. He did it as Jehovah's servant. He did it as our sin-bearing redeemer. Entering into death with the load of sin. The load of sin on his back and on his heart. The mystery of mysteries. Going into death carrying the load of sin. That's how he went into it. You would never think any man would come out of that. But Jesus Christ did. He died to set us free. He died to release the prisoners of Satan. He died to destroy him that had the very power of death itself, even Satan. And so on the cross, he yielded up the ghost. The Bible says with a loud voice. The voice of a king. The voice of a victory. The voice of one who's bringing terror to the king of terrors. That's how he yielded up his ghost. The grave shook that day. They literally shook. The gospels tell us the graves literally shook. And there were people in the graves who awoke that day. They actually awoke that day. There was something happened in the, in the, in the domain of death and in the graves that had never happened before, Jesus Christ died, and Jesus Christ entered into that region, and the graves shook, and people rose. Because death was so sick, and the grave was so violently ill when it took in Jesus Christ. 
And he went in saying, O death, I who am your plagues, I'm entering into your city. And your city is going to be desolate without an inhabitant. Christ wrought havoc in that domain. And on the third day, he rose again and he came out of it, having destroyed and spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly in his death, he came forth triumphant, the last enemy having been destroyed by his sacrifice. He came forth and being raised from the dead, having destroyed the devil, being raised from the dead, he dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion. Death hath no more power over him or over his people. He lives, he reigns, he lives on the power of an endless life. He has conquered death and destroyed it. He's been as plagued, and this word has been fulfilled. So late, the light of his word, the life that he lived, the miracles that he wrought, his own death and resurrection have been the plagues of death. And very quickly, the Lord Jesus Christ is a plague to death in his coming again at the end of the world. To finally come and destroy once and for all the last enemy, the last enemy to be destroyed is death, to bury it, to attend its funeral, Finally, to complete the plaguing of it to its extinction, and there shall be no more death nor grave. All empty, all unoccupied, the realm of death now as silent as a city that has been extinguished by a bubonic plague. When Jesus comes back again, that's what he'll do. All that are in the grave shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation, but all the graves will be empty. And our tax will be completely fulfilled. Isn't the Bible wonderful, men and women? This Old Testament text... It's just, I think the Bible is wonderful. If you don't see inspiration in our text, you must be so blind. Do you see also, sinner, how important it is to have your faith in Jesus Christ? The Lord of the living and the dead is not death. The Lord of the living and the dead is Jesus Christ. Is he your Lord? If he is, you need not fear death. You need not tremble at death. You can go to the grave with joy because it has been struck with the deadly verse of Jesus Christ and his blood has entered into the very tomb and defeated it.
you can rest in Jesus Christ. You need a Savior and a Redeemer, a refuge for you in the time of storm. It's Jesus Christ. Are you on the side of Jesus Christ? Is he the resurrection and the life to you? Is he your Lord and Savior? Are you believing in him, trusting him, following him, clinging to him, obeying him and loving him? Is he your Lord? If he's not your Lord, oh, how can you die and so flee to his embrace who is himself the plagues of death.